Hello and welcome back to the Point Left podcast with your hosts Skylar and Kaylin. <laughs> uh, it's a little flourish. I'm trying something new. All right. She did a little uh, uh, hand signal. I don't know. <laughs> it's a gang sign. You wouldn't know it. Uh, question for you: How active were you online in like 2015, 2016, 2017? um too active <laughs> is, is that a correct answer so i'm gonna say um three words and i want to see your winter soldier activation code reaction to them oh god celebrity apology video <laughs> <laughs> um yeah yeah hey guys i am so sorry that i had to make a video like this but unfortunately i cannot let it slide any longer Okay, and speaking of apologies, I'm going to say one right now for, like, our audio listeners. So for some God knows reason, one of my neighbors has decided to just spray our entire side of our entire apartment complex with a hose. I think he's trying to, like, water the high-hanging plants that we have and also our bushes. Yeah. (laughs) I know he can hear me. But he's also spraying, like, windows and the walls. Uh And occasionally, if it sounds like we're filming this in a car wash... If it sounds like we're being waterboarded, <laughs> we are. If we start gurgling because we're drowning. Oh, he heard me. Anyway. So, yeah, I feel like the the heyday of the celebrity apology video is kind of come and gone and has been replaced by its l- less fun sister. Um, because, like, celebrity apologies used to be, like, like tea channels. Oh, my God. Do you remember, like, the tea channels on YouTube? They would be like new. They would be like CNN for stupid garbage. Mm-hmm. Like they would be like on the front lines about like James Charles like this tweet. Who cares? Yeah. But like I would get tuned in, and they'd always have that like voice to text like speech voice. Yeah. And they'd always have like for these- anonymity. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> right. God forbid they're <laughs> like. Who the, was the big one? There was like a really big one. It was like tea spill or something. <sighs> it was something. I don't know. They were they were all named some sort of like they they all had the same words. It was like it was tea spill. It was drama. It was something. But like, yeah, they would just be like the, these catty back and forth of like these spats and these like you know um, rivalries and this tea and oh my gosh, th- this influencer and this actress is never gonna get get away with it this time. And I feel like now (laughs) celebrity apologies are less like, I'm sorry in my previous video I did this and I accidentally put blackface on, like, please forgive me. And now it's like, um, so this is like the consequences of my actions could actually impact my entire career. Um, and maybe, maybe that's me. Maybe I'm not, I'm, because I feel like influencers had the internet by the balls, in like 2015 2016 Mm -hmm. like it was the makeup community and influencers so question what's up you have generalized celebrity apology videos Mm -hmm. are we specifically talking about internet celebrities or all that's the thing too that i'm gonna get into is i feel like i i did lump lump them into like a how does a person with a large they're different they are Mm -hmm. in and really this episode is kind of to discuss like how do people with large platforms apologize for wrongdoing because i feel like how no tap screenshot yeah (laughs) it's 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 because i feel like we the fatigue of it happened because it was like influencers and internet celebrities and now i feel like at least maybe in my circle because i'm just not paying attention maybe tana mojo is still making apology maybe james charles is still making his little videos and whatever but i feel like now their chokehold on the internet has kind of passed and now like actors and other like genuinely famous people and politicians with platforms have to make apology videos and i feel like so the the language that they use and like their tactics that they go about it are a little different Mm -hmm. um but you you're right. Like in the past, um, we're like apology videos are the videos that we think of, right? It, the, we think of by sister. We think of the the whole tea with like Jeffrey Star and James Charles and Tana Mojo and oh my god and Bretman Rock and mm. mostly makeup influencers. And what what why can't I Colleen? Colleen, yeah. Why can't I think of um the girl who started the by sister? Tati? Tati Tati Westbrook. Tati oh, Westbrook. oh, I know Tati well. <laughs> yeah i was on her we were rooting for you (laughs) like they were either two things in in its heyday right one a video where you had to make sure that you were either crying 
or you had been crying by the time you would hit record. So you're, like, your eyes are all puffy. Yeah. You have no makeup on and you're dressed all shabby, you know, to give like the appearance of authenticity. What's the one? Laura Lee, wasn't she the one who kind of, yeah. everyone was like, this is so fake. Because like, the, girl. the video kept cutting to her crying and it wasn't, it wasn't like, a, like the tears were falling naturally. It was like she would hit cut and then like put her tear stick on. <laughs> And like wait for the tears to fall and then it would cut to her like it would be like I'm so sorry harsh cut she's sobbing mm-hmm. and you're like something happened you didn't cut out the cries you cut to the cry yeah yeah um because it's all about being authentic it's like guys this is the real me all right I'm just coming to you friend to friend person to person backdrop like it's blank there's no set behind me I am exquisitely lit sometimes like it would either be in like their studio. Or it'd be like on their kitchen floor, yeah, a la um, Trisha Paytas yeah. <laughs> in her many, many, where she's like, <laughs> like she's like clutching her throat because she can't breathe because she's snotty. Um, you say the same like talking points over and over again that they all do. And then you title it something like, hey, period, or like addressing everything. <laughs> like, bye, sister. Hello. All right, cool. And sometimes if the video itself is in response to other videos that have already been made about you, you are a little bit more put together. You know, sometimes like, not that you're like in a suit and tie or like a, you know, ball gown or anything, but like you look very professional. Instead of like being like, guys, I'm so so sorry. You have no clue how much this does not at all impact the person I want to become. Mm. It's more like, I understand the harm that I've caused. They have like, like perfect posture. Their makeup is like not extravagant but like they are put together and they're addressing the camera in a very calm collect way i feel like i don't know if you'll get into this at all but i feel like there's definitely been different waves of apologies Mm. and i think the first wave is probably the like emotional tearful distraught like Mm -hmm. disheveled how could this happen i'm so sorry apology i didn't have time to put makeup on because i'm so sad but then I think a lot of people kind of got sick of it and Mm -hmm. they kept calling people out for like victimizing themselves. And they're like, bro, you are not the fucking victim in this scenario. Like stop acting like it. Mm -hmm. So now I feel like it is more common for people to have the put together ones where they're like, I accept all responsibility. Mm -hmm. Like I apologize to all the people I, I have hurt, which frankly I feel like is much easier to um except because at that point you know it gives the illusion at least that they really have like i guess battled (laughs) with like whatever happened whatever they're apologizing Mm -hmm. for and they've they've like had their their reckoning or whatever and they are now able to like come to it with a clear mind to be like i have learned i have done this i have they're like on the pulpit on like the campaign trail and they're like i've heard your complaints american citizens I've heard it. And yeah, and sometimes in those like secondary like videos that are a little bit more put together, like sometimes when you mention like receipts, like screenshots will show up on the screen for you to pause. They're like, pause and read if you want. (laughs) Pause and read my innocence if you want. It's all very direct and purposeful. Or if you're Jeffree Star, you're like petting your dog while you're talking about it like you're a superhero villain. Um, Or it's, you said a notes app apology that it's screenshots on your story or your feed with like all these paragraphs about accountability and coming clean and, and to set setting the record Mm -hmm. straight and, and all these things. I feel like that's much more common for like mainstream celebrities to do. Yeah. Cause they don't really like come out like on a video too, too often. Mm -hmm. Um, But the, the notes app screenshot has been, has been many, many people's favorites. Because it's both, it both, um, centers away from you mm-hmm. so like you don't because i feel like so many times the how you look in, in in an apology video um can get scrutinized you either look again like too schlubby or it's like you're trying really hard to be like no no, no i'm not i'm not a celebrity i'm just coming to you as like a person i'm not an influencer like i don't even put my makeup on today like it's just me and like my kitchen floor on my tile and and whatever and that can also be like you're victimizing yourself, like get up off the floor, like you thought mm-hmm. to hit record and then afterwards you edited it, you did post it. Like this isn't like a spur of the moment, like you're not going live. Mm-hmm. Like this, this is still a calculated move or, you know, you can look too polished and too put together and then people don't actually believe you. So instead of going through that headache of figuring out like what look to go to, how your expressions might give you away if you're looking at the camera, if you're looking at this, if you have your script memorized, your speech patterns, all of that can just be avoided if you don't talk, if you don't put yourself on camera, if you just write out exact like the words that you want to say that cannot be taken out of context because you can't edit the words out of context. And, and then you put this 
um, text on a wall that probably your manager or your, like your PR wrote for mm-hmm. you, but you can just like type it out, write it, put it on your story. That word's like, this is my piece and, and whatever. And I feel like, again, like a lot of like more traditional celebrities choose that route because they're like, I'm not going to legitimize this by coming on camera and talking about this. Like it's like I'm on Oprah. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to give this a time of day by like assigning my face to this. Especially when they only put it on their story and yeah. not on the feed. Yeah. It's a little, it's a little like you're, you're doing this so that you can say you've apologized, but you kind of want everyone to just like forget that it ever happened. Mm -hmm. And both of these like, you know, can feel the, both the, the kind of put together, um, you know, on screen videos and also like the notes of apologies can come off kind of stale. And especially like if you are trying to read it from a script and you're being on 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 video uh, many influencers just happen to be horrific actors who like can't read a script to save their lives there's a lot of cuts there's a lot of you following their eyes and like a lot of words that like get caught in their mouths because they're like if you're so used to someone being like what's up guys welcome back to me i acted in a manner that was horrific and unforgivable and mm-hmm. i just sincerely hope that all of my subscribers find- i'm like that's not how you talk and it can feel very stilted and very like unbelievable and then it kind of gives off like popcorn reading from elementary school and so that was kind of, you would see those everywhere. I don't know what was in the water in 2015, 2016, 2017 that had every like online famous person bleeding in the water. When my voice crack so bad, just then bleeding in the water. Because I feel like every, like every month or so, it was a new influencer's turn mm-hmm. to like turn on the camera and be like, it's time to address the rumors. I kind of feel like a lot, and this isn't the case for everyone, but a lot mm-hmm. of the like YouTuber and influencer apology videos were for things that like they had done online before they were famous. Yeah. And I think especially all of this is happening in 2015, probably because there was a large shift from internet culture between like, frankly, like, 2006 mm-hmm. to like 2012 mm-hmm. to then 2013 to like 2015 there was a huge shift in like what was appropriate to be posted online and like people were finally getting called out for being like hey so that joke actually isn't funny and is incredibly racist and was never funny yeah and was never funny but so I, I feel like that time specifically is like all of those people were having these you know tweets or videos or whatever surfacing from things that they had posted in that time period where like people just weren't being held accountable for like posting frankly grotesque things like on the internet yeah and not to bring it here but like 2016 was probably one of the most traumatic election experiences of ever and like suddenly you see this guy who's like the fucking worst thing ever you he has all the receipts and somehow he there's this man in one of the largest political offices in the world and so it felt like well someone's got to be held accountable so it felt easier to be like to itch that scratch Mm -hmm. of like bringing someone down for like past errors because you obviously couldn't do that to the president but you could do that to an influencer who only has like a couple hundred thousand followers Mm -hmm. and like getting your justice through like smaller means of like i have no power to actually bring down the people that i actually want to be held accountable but you know what i i can do this Mm -hmm. i can somehow join the join the bandwagon and make smaller people apologize for things that they've done and that is how i'm gonna make the world a better place Mm -hmm. that's so true that's such a good point i didn't think about that but i feel like now um now that that kind of i feel like that was such an exhausting period of time and again i don't i just don't i don't maybe again this is me and my corner of the internet is getting admittedly kind of smaller but i just don't think that the influencers the beauty influencers of the past have the internet in the chokehold anymore i think Mm -hmm. they they might still have the subscriber count don't get me wrong but like i just don't think that the lives of like jeffree star and james charles and nikki tutorials and everything have the internet in such an incredible because i don't know like the the internet is just so much bigger now we've got twitch streamers now like we've got like vr people now we've got we've just got a whole other world of people that can be made famous online and i feel like Mm -hmm. the small subset of these very catty and very like incestuous level of like individuals who are all like weirdly hooking Mm -hmm. up and hating with each other all the time and keeping up with the kardashians in a very small internet sense just doesn't have the internet in the same like attempt attention as before yeah well and it's really i feel like it's really interesting specifically with like beauty influencers and youtubers and stuff is because like when they started their career most of them started 
in a way where it was like strictly educational like they were really truly just making like educational videos of like yeah how to apply this this pro- i like this product because of this this is what you should be looking for in your foundation you know like mm-hmm. things like that and then slowly started to shift more into lifestyle content where their personal lives were more heavily featured in their content than like ever before and i think a lot of them like didn't necessarily understand like what the repercussions of that could be because obviously that helps build a parasocial relationship between you and your subscribers you know it helps you have i think more loyal subscribers a more loyal fan base when people are more attached to your personality and your life and like who you are and it has less to do about the actual like value that you are bringing artistically and Mm -hmm. more to do with your personality or the things that you're doing or whatever like you you're you're able to build a wider audience but also by doing that you're opening yourself up to much more scrutiny about personal things and it like never none of these apology videos ever have anything to do about makeup obviously because (laughs) like i don't know like how much controversy could there be Well, well well there could be but like when when you start opening your life up so publicly on the internet like yeah you're 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 gonna get scrutinized and if like you're making stupid decisions then something's gonna come out you know yeah not to say that the apology video has gone away in fact there are three cases um of i think maybe two maybe two that i can think of at the top of my head but like celebrities still come and like make their little videos that go viral but i feel like now it's less influencer and more like actors and like larger celebrities that have to it's less like hey why did you say this thing 10 years ago and more like hey why'd you do this thing now yeah and like it's like hey it's me sorry that the thing got leaked that we wanted our rapist friend to not go to prison hey sorry i was a scab and i crossed picket lines to keep my talk show on the air sorry i like to post about how i think all palestinians deserve to die two days ago like it's it's less of a of um i mean it's still there but i feel like the the reasoning behind it is way less like vapid and fun honestly and mm-hmm. way more like depressing and more like if you do like it's their manager or their pr people being like you need to get on camera now yeah. or you will not have a career tomorrow well because it's like truly how much i mean it, not, i don't know i i i am a true believer and like I, I really think people can learn from their mistakes and like mm-hmm. really grow as individuals but i think with that comes time and reflection and it's a little like how much could you have really learned within like a two day period between when you made whatever statement you made. And then Mm -hmm. now that you're coming out with this apology video, because everyone is like calling you out for Mm -hmm. whatever opinion you have. Um, And it it feels you're, you're totally right. It feels much more, it it feels like, like they're just, I mean, not that they weren't doing this, you know, historically, but it does feel a lot more like, okay, you're just doing this because, people don't like you now because of this thing that you said. But when you said that thing, like you, you were behind it. So so I I don't don't really understand like what could have changed other than the fact that like you got this reaction from people. And even though like the differences now between like, again, like celebrity apology videos and more like influencer internet famous apology videos is one thing they seem to have in common. If they, if our celebrities don't make like a public apology or like make a statement that like that in and of itself is quite damning, um, and so it, we want them to make these apologies and then they give us the apologies and we're like, and I don't believe them and I, and I see right through them and, and they're fake. And there might be reason for that. I'll get into it kind of later. But I, first I want to say that like most celebrity apologies just are bad and we don't believe them because they failed to, to do the basic task of apologizing. <laughs> <laughs> And then I'm getting a lot of this from this really insightful video talking about like celebrity apology videos, and I'm going to be linking that. Um, But apologies from public figures are not about forgiveness, but they're about perception. So like the parasocial relationships that we have with these people kind of make us forget that they are literally working to defend their reputation and they probably don't actually care about the people that they've hurt. They might like... I'm not about to say that every famous person is like a bad person who's like, I don't care who I hurt. But like, I'm sure that the first time they saw that their name was trending for like something, they just went, oh, really? Like for that? And like, I'm sure they don't want to cause people harm. Like, I'm sure they're not like 
going out of their way to be dicks or whatever. But if they're going this far to issue like a public apology, that means that they are they are worried about how it will look. Um, otherwise, they probably would have just DM'd the the person responsible and been like, hey, man, like one on one, I want to make it up to you. I don't care about how the public perceives me. I want to make it up to you. Mm-hmm. But no, they're making a public apology. They're doing their own PR. Therefore, their focus is going to be on their reputation rather than their actual actions their actual actions whatever (laughs) and these apologies feel insincere because depending on how close we are to the person at hand the parasocial relationship makes us want them to apologize like a friend but their career makes them apologize like a business Mm -hmm. and that's why like Apologies between friends don't act like this. And like if a friend that someone that you need to know personally hurts you and they're trying to apologize, you're more eager to like believe them. But if they start talking all this jargon about how like, like this was not me and I, and I like, if they start talking like a celebrity apology video, you're not going to believe them. And it's just, it that's the weird disconnect where a lot of people are like, yeah, they apologize, but like I didn't buy it for a mm-hmm. second. And I didn't know this. So private apologies, apologies in in the traditional sense is where you seek forgiveness to restore a persona or like, again, like a private relationship. A public apology seeks to purify a public image or absolve oneself of guilt via public acknowledgement. And there's actually a word for this. It's called, hold on, I literally like typed out phonetically, uh, apologia. Instead of apologies, apologia, a formal defensive speech about one and other's actions or positions. So unlike apologies, which aim to like right a wrong, a repair, like a social fabric between two people, apologia is the secret science of the way that guilt can be transferred, subjective, uh, subjectified, or even nullified. So it's basically social litigation. And there's five stances of apologia. There's denial, counterattack, differentiation, transcendence, and legal and litigation. And once you kind of notice or like note that all of these five stages and you start to go back and watch a lot of like celebrity apology videos, they do, if not one, then all of them. And like, interesting. it's it's almost like a weird like guidebook of how to publicly apologize as a person or a company. And these are ordered from like least to most desperate. So we're going to go through them. So in our minds, okay, blah, 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 you are famous. You are an influencer, let's say. Like you, you're like a, you're a YouTuber. <laughs> Apologies. You've just done something wrong and you're getting kind of flamed for it. What do you do? Which 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 one of these stances do you take? So the first one is denial. <laughs> so the use of denial is usually only used when there isn't any public evidence of wrongdoing. And this can kind of be a gamble in the modern world if you actually did do it because evidence and witnesses have a higher chance of cropping back up and biting you in the ass once you've denied it already. Like, chances are there is footage somewhere. There are people that will come forward. It's a matter of not if, but when. Um, But in the early stages of a situation, and if you really need to do, like, a quick and fast response, like, say you're about to be in a movie or you're about to go on tour or you just signed a huge deal with, like, a makeup line, you need to clear that guilt now because you cannot wait for everything to blow over. Mm -hmm. Like, again, silence. The longer you stay silent, the more it's going to keep compiling and the more it might come back to genuinely ruin your career. So you have to make a statement being like, I deny all accusations. Like, this absolutely did not happen. I am staunchly, like, I've never met that person in my life. Like... I don't know where this is coming from. That's one way. And you see a lot of that in like the first early stages of like a a scandal popping up is that immediately within like a couple of minutes or within hours, the person who's accused of something goes, "Mm -mm, nope, didn't do it Mm -hmm, wrong. mm -hmm. I and leaving it, leave it at that. Then there's the counterattack. This this is the no you. This is the uno reverse. This is the saying that like the accuser is the one who's really done whatever the offense is. And they're just accusing you just because they want to cover up that they are the one that actually did mm-hmm. it. And within the counterattack, there are three built in criticisms. One, the reporter, whoever is, you know, breaking this wide open, unfairly edited the story to make you look bad. Two, the reporter spun the story with a certain narrative in mind. Or three, the story was an attempt to garner like clout essentially Mm -hmm. rather than to get the truth and this one is used a lot especially in like more like influencer um like scandals where it's like no they're just haters or like no they're actually they're the ones that did this and they're the ones that did x y and z they're just doing this to get famous they're they're just doing this to get clout they had a narrative in mind they're trying to make me look bad they're just they're haters Mm -hmm. (laughs) and with this too they're they don't attack the allegations themselves but they try to discredit the accuser 
and this makes them look a little suspicious but really this is just kind of used to muddy the waters of the public's like perception about the case makes it sound like like a he said she said kind of thing and you really you could use this when you know that the thing happened and it was bad and then there's no way around it so your only option is to make the public hesitant to like trust anyone involved this is kind of how i felt about the whole like james charles um tati jeffrey situation Mm -hmm. i'm just like they're all you know what i'm tired of the constant like reply videos reply videos everyone's got screenshots everyone's got receipts i'm just gonna go ahead and say that they're all guilty which i'm sure is at least what two of the three of them wanted me to think (laughs) is that you're like oh my gosh you know if i go down i'm taking you two with me like if i can't clear my own name i'm gonna make it so no one can trust you guys either and that might be how i eventually kind of sneak my way around this situation and if you kind of see it coming and you don't believe them and you kind of see the writing on the wall that that's what they're doing, it can seem kind of slimy. All of these, the internet is a very stupid place, but also it's a very astute observation place. And it's kind of easy for people to call out if they believe that you're lying. But really, it's just about like if the overwhelming majority of people can go along with it and don't see through it. So that's those two ways. One way is differentiation which is a form of denial, but this is when there's just way too much evidence stacked against you to deny it outright, same with like the previous one. And to execute this technique, you can't deny that the wrongdoing took place or that it was you, but you can't deny wrongful intention. And the differentiation strategy is used to like distance the individual or the company from guilt and to diffuse like the initial hostility from like hearing about it. So you can't even be like, no, the person reporting it was bad. The person reporting it was trustworthy and there's footage of you doing it. And you can't you can't Mm -hmm. say that it was you. You can't use denial. But you can say is like, I didn't mean to. I had no idea that I was I was dumb. I was naive. I didn't realize there was a power imbalance. I didn't know that my actions could have consequences. I didn't know that she felt that way. I in no way intended for this to come off as, you know, X, Y, Z. You can just kind of play this one off as one big misunderstanding. And I feel like this one and the previous one are used the most from what I can gather. Because if proof is used against you, this kind of one way out. And that's like, I didn't I didn't know. You can play dumb essentially it's kind of like pleading insanity in like an actual like court case you'd be like oh shh that was bad wasn't it guys i listen i know that now that that was so bad and i will never do it again but at the time i just didn't know how could i i didn't i'm just i'm just a baby (laughs) another one is transcendence and this is typically applied when there is no other choice other than to admit guilt and to apologize And there are two ways that transcendence can be accomplished. One involves the splitting of the social persona and like the distinction between the good and the bad self to like distance themselves from blame. Like you can put on your own little pitchfork and join the crowd and be like, guys, I'm with you. I fucking hate that guy. The guy that I was, I don't recognize that person at all anymore. That person is a stranger to me. Fuck that guy. The guy that I was was racist and sexist. Jeffree Star does this often. (laughs) He's like... He's like, I don't even recognize. I know who I am now. I know everything about who I am now. The person then, I don't know him. And I'm like, Jeffrey, that was you. (laughs) It's okay to not recognize yourself now, but you could recognize yourself then. It's not a perfect technique, but it's a technique that, again, if you need to acknowledge blame and you you can't blame, like, naivety, this is a way that you can go about it. And also this proves growth. You know, it's not just like, I didn't know and I know now. It's kind of like a step above the previous one. It's a it's a step above um, differentiation. We'd be like, and now to prove to you that I am better, I hate the person that I was. And that's why, because then it taps into that, that idea of wanting people to grow, wanting people yeah. to be better, to learn from their mistakes. And if they're like, how can you crucify me if I've learned if I've learned already and I've gone through the hard part already and like you're going to crucify me for being a better person, that person doesn't exist anymore. Mm-hmm. The person you're trying to cancel has died. <laughs> Taylor Swift. Another key attribute for a transcendent stance is to change the moral goalposts to something larger than this. This is actually real. And Again, I'm going to bring up Jeffree Star just because I'm using Jeffree Star and James Charles so much because they did it the most. And that's the, like I can, I can study their apology videos the most. My mom was a Jeffree Star apologist 
True and true. I think she still is, actually. Mm -hmm. I should check in on that. That'd be kind of disheartening if she still was. But she showed me the apology towards the end. And then she's like, that's why I think it's good. And I think whatever. But this last bit got me so fucking angry that I was like, and now I hate him even more. Mm. So he goes to this whole apology video, basically doing the exact same thing that I was talking about. He's like, I don't know who that person is anymore. Like, and also the people discrediting me are also guilty. He did. He did all of it. Like, every previous stance that I had done, he managed to squeeze all of that into one video. He was like, everyone out me is just to, everyone who said anything is just out to get me because they're haters and they're rich and also don't believe them. But also, I did do that. <laughs> but also, I've changed. And at the end of all of that, he goes, by the way, Breonna Taylor still has no justice. Black Lives Matter protests are happening. Trans women of color are dying. Why aren't you all fighting about that? Why are we still all fighting about me and my stupid bullshit? And I'm like, oh, my God, you can't do what? that. <laughs> you can't. I am literally weaponizing, like, horrific events to be like, by the way, by the way, there are bigger issues. By the way, actually, Kim, you, people are are dying. All, you are all morally wrong for worrying about this because there are bigger things there are bigger fish to fry and to be fair like that's exactly how my mom apologizes so i get why it worked for her but like <laughs> for people with not she's like oh my god so true too true you're right there are bigger things in the world it's like <laughs> mom you're hurting my feelings cam there are people that are dying so true i don't know why i didn't think about that and then the final stance is the legal stance this is the most desperate of the five <laughs> And it involves not taking a PR stance at all because my legal team has advised me not to make a public statement right now. So lawyers in these processes can be used as human shields or like as, a, as an excuse as to why they can't make a statement at all. Mm. They're like, oh, I would. But like my, my legal team has advised me not to talk about this. The lawyers might not even be real in these circumstances, but they need a justification for their silence and to add legitimacy to their cause by making it seem more legally legit. Like, oh my God, there might be a lawsuit. They have lawyers working on it. Is there a defamation case? Maybe they actually have a case to go to court. Mm -hmm. Maybe that means that they're innocent if they have lawyers involved. Not always. Again, this is the most desperate since admitting that you have a legal team that's working on it is a, basically not only an admission of guilt and its silence on the matter, which is just kind of like nail in the coffin, but at least you have decided to not make anything worse by continuously talking on the internet. You might even have real lawyers who have taken legal action right to the source. Like they could have asked for videos to get taken down. They could have sent cease and desist or defamation cases, etc. And you really only take this stance as like sort of a last resort or if you believe that if you lay low for a little bit and you bounce back correctly, you can proceed with as famous as mm -hmm. you once was. Because again, in the legal system, you can base the punishment off of the severity of the crime. Like you kill someone, the punishment's going to be really severe, obviously. But the internet is weird. Like what in real life probably isn't that big of a deal, depending on your audience and the nature of your role on the internet, it can feel larger than it probably is. Like the whole Ned from the Try Guys cheating on his wife thing. Like, a celebrity YouTuber cheated on his wife. In the grand scheme of things, it's unfortunate. Mm -hmm. It's not good, but there are definitely, okay, worse things that were happening. Kim, there are people that are dying. But because of who he was and because of his brand, because of his audience and how he marketed himself, this was devastating. All right. Yeah. Ned Fulmer was the wife guy of the Internet. His entire persona was centered around being a wife guy. It was on his merch. He had merch. It was like, literally, you squeezed his plushie and it said, I love my wife. A little cringy, yes, in, in, in hindsight. But like... um. It was it was on it was his catchphrase. It was a shtick. Mm -hmm. He had brand deals like as a duo with his wife for like Target and like Home Goods and like genuine giant brands. And he was he was a family dude. Like he had hundreds of videos about his wife and his children. And by revealing that he of all people, after almost like what ten years online being like a dedicated I love my wife man, mm -hmm. he was cheating on her. With an employee. Yeah, the floor react. collapsed. The floor collapsed. People fucking lost it. 
And, like, he was one of, like, the major characters of BuzzFeed. So that channel, like, raised millennials. So you have the millennials that are devastated. You have Gen Z viewers who, like, love it when Keith, like, gives himself food poisoning by eating the entire menu of, like, fast food restaurants. So the Gen Zers are fucking devastated. Gen Alpha just learned who these people were. And they're fucking devastated Mm -hmm. because they're moralists (laughs) who hate, who love monogamy. So it it ballooned to the and don't get me wrong i don't want to say that it was an overreaction at all i don't like that even snl like was like um guys there are bigger issues at hand like they took care of it they actually had like a very successful like pr statement because ned wasn't in it i think the try guys is like apology video yeah. on the matter was successful because ned himself wasn't in it they're like he's fired yeah <laughs> he's not working with us anymore we're mm-hmm. really sorry we're rebranding this is unacceptable like they said very corporately everything that you kind of wanted to hear because ned wasn't fucking there even like ned himself like did like the screenshot like notes app apology and that was all that i think to this day all that he said about it but yeah this crime felt personal so people reacted to it like it was personal okay yeah parasocial relationship alert but that's just the internet so like yeah so again say like you are in the midst of like i hate to say like getting canceled because it all i no, it's not. Like, this is, I don't want to go full on, like, a tangent, whatever, but I hate when people are like, oh, you're going to get canceled. Will you? Mm-hmm. So few people actually do that I hate using the term, but whatever. It's, it's shorthand. You're in, you're in fear of getting canceled in this hypothetical situation that I have created in my brain. And when you go offline, it can feel weird to have to make this, like, tearful and dramatic apology for something that can seem trivial and stupid in comparison to touching grass. But it's necessary because the internet is weird and celebrity is weird. And once you reach a certain level of fame, you need to be held accountable to a much higher degree. That's the price of fame, Mm -hmm. baby. You want to be famous? You want to make millions? You want to be invited to fucking cool places? you need to suddenly just be just as nuanced and respectful as UN ambassadors. Like, that's it. I It should be mandatory to take PR and, like, media training classes once you hit a million subscribers on mm-hmm. whatever platform. And I am so serious about that. Like, it should be mandatory. Before that last check cashes in that makes you a millionaire, you have to graduate from a media training and PR classes because so many people are just thrust into the limelight with no skills yeah like that also is why apologies can seem so sloppy it's like these people don't know what they're fucking doing they got famous like last week and they're 17 and they're in like they're probably just dropped out of high school to be Mm -hmm. famous and like be a twitch streamer they don't know what they're doing they don't know how to address millions of people for a mistake that they made they're not gonna their manager might just be like dog i don't know yeah maybe you should just wait for this whole thing to blow over and maybe the thing they do come up with is not practiced enough like <clears throat> or worse, they can get like, you know, adamant and bitter about it. Like, oh, these haters are trying to cancel me. They're just jealous. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. No, yeah, correct. They are. If you are the face of a coffee company <laughs> or a makeup line or you have a talk show and a nice house and a Vogue interview and you can afford a fucking G-Wagon and wear Gucci and Givenchy and you're invited to fucking meet Harry Styles and go front row to cool places, people are going to be waiting around for you not to deserve it anymore sorry Mm -hmm. like it's human nature to want our enemies to not get everything they want we want our high school bullies to be ugly when we see them again at the high school reunion so we want millionaires to be the ones who are nice and who deserve it and crying about how like people online are daring you to make you feel bad about something filmed in your mega mansion is going to be incredibly tone deaf and potentially go down even worse and like that's the one con of fame like sure you get a life that people can only dream of in a time when income inequality is pretty high and the economy is falling apart. But the downside is that you are held to a higher standard of personhood, and that's the catch. It's kind of a sucky catch, I'll be honest, but there has to be a catch. You just, you can't have this amazing life with no fallbacks. I'm Mm -hmm. sorry. It's like, as much as I think that the royal family has too many rules, I'm like, I'm glad they at least have some rules. And like, there's one thing in your corner of celebrity apologies that is that the window of cancellation can be relatively short. Like, depending on the severity of the social crime or how big of a celebrity that you are, you could theoretically bounce back from this. Like, if you weren't famous famous enough to justify sticking around and your crime was super bad, you're fucked. Like, Danny Masterson is fucked. Sorry. Like, he's not a big enough actor to justify the horrific crimes that he's done. 
Um, and like, I know some actors, like if you, if you're a D list actor and your only work is like doing comic cons to replay the role that you did from the eighties and it came out that like you're a sexual like predator, you're done. Like you don't, you can't justify your own existence of sticking around long enough for people to forgive you for the crime that you've done. But say if you're a YouTuber or like a celebrity or a famous actor right now with like a few million subscribers, or, you know, you have a net worth of a couple million and you do your little apology It'll blow over eventually because the world is big and huge and the internet is massive and new terrible things happen every day. And like there'll be a couple of people like still lingering around on Twitter being like, y'all still support Kaylin? Couldn't be me. (laughs) But but then, you know, people will still just silently keep watching your stuff and you'll get your millions and your fame and life will probably go back to normal because the people who wanted to forgive you will forgive you regardless and the general public will in time forget about it. Mm The internet does react weirdly to repeat offenders, though. Like, if you are constantly dragged back into the arena of internet drama and tea and receipts, we only have so much patience for you. And, like, remember that one step of Appalachia, the, like, differentiation, there it is, when you can deny the wrongful intention that the thing happened, but you didn't actually mean it. But if you keep making these apology videos, if you are under fire multiple times, people are going to start believing that you do have intent, you do mean it, you are being purposeful when you create scandals, and you might just actually be a bad person. And that's it, that's kind of hard to crawl yourself out of that. Yeah. Like there, there, You can only play naive for so long. Yeah. Well, and it's also like, if you keep getting dragged back into things, it's like, so what's the common denominator? Yeah. What's the common denominator here? You? Oh. Oh. Because then everyone's like, you know, one of the other little sprinkle of things that happens sometimes in the script of celebrity apology videos is like, my words don't matter, but action. Mm-hmm. And so like, that's why you have to give me time to like earn your trust back. And everyone always says the same fucking shit. But then it's like, okay, then show me. And if you're back two months from now with another apology video, it's like, so I can't trust your, like, so how I, I can't you, trust what you're saying. So how, what, where is the getting better part? Mm-hmm. Like, where is the, where's the improvement part? There actually is a, because again, all of these can be successful depending on like who you are. So I, I don't want to say that there is like a, a one way of get out of jail free card every time. But there is kind of like a, a very less common way that a celebrity apology can be successful. But again, it's very rare because it centers around not only an admission of guilt, but a lack of control over the narrative at play. And it can veer into self-flatulation if it's done incorrectly. And that is acceptance of publicly admitting your scandal and the complete transparency on your side, hiding nothing. You have to be very clear that like you have to basically just bear your soul for the internet and not request any forgiveness at all. Appalachia is about maintaining some semblance of control, right? Of taking back your story of like having some say in what happens to you and what happens to your like your legacy or like your reputation. But acceptance is about not only acknowledging that you did something and leaving any interpretations up to the public. They can do whatever it is that they want with you. You're not asking to be forgiven. You're just putting all the facts out there and then you're just like, and I'm sorry, and then end it. So Jenna Marbles did this Mm -hmm. and it actually worked out super well for her. She completely surrendered all control over the situation. So instead of making like a statement or arguing or like fighting for her perspective, her statement was that her intent, what she meant, it didn't matter because she did it. And what she thought or what she believed or if she was naive at the time or if she didn't have all the information at at the time of making it doesn't matter because it happened. And... Crucially, she came out with this video before anybody actually asked her about it. Mm -hmm. So she Mm -hmm. wasn't forced into it. Like she wasn't backed into a corner with receipts and she felt like she had to say something. And the people watching this video weren't watching it with their minds already made up, having been fed a narrative before she could get the chance to, that she then had to like fight her way out of. She risked ruining her own reputation when she had no reason to. And not only that, but she encouraged the conversation. She wanted people to be involved in it rather than telling people to move on. So she had way more room for grace and for forgiveness. And for a lot of that piece, she was forgiven pretty easily. This can go south for a lot of reasons. First of all, the Jenna Marbles video I'm referencing was about her buying the wrong sized fish tank for her fish. So uh, the scandal was nothing. And I'm sure she had like fish rights activists like being bored on Twitter and in her Discord server. But even if... They had made enough noise. 
and it, that had let like went on longer than she had let it her career was in no way in jeopardy her treating it as seriously as she did was commendable but the conversation it encouraged was less like oh my god thank you jenna for bringing this up like you're proactive and more like wow the internet is so toxic you all made her do this over a fucking fish tank like this is why we should never try to complain about an influencer ever which served her well, actually, when it came time for her to apologize for her actual troubled past as a YouTuber later on, because people were, were way more willing to forgive her and give her the benefit of the doubt because she had shown that she was capable of doing it based on a nothing scandal mm -hmm. that cost her nothing to actually take seriously. The strategy of acceptance can turn into self-flagellation very quickly if it's done wrong. And I'm going to be a nerd and quote Bo Burnham. <laughs> it's a song called Problematic. It's a really good example of this. And the song itself is like satirizing that classic like celebrity apology script and it interrupts itself to apologize the way it apologized in the first verse. It's good. And the things that the song is apologizing for are minimal things like dressing up as Aladdin for Halloween. He's like, I didn't darken my skin, but still it feels weird in hindsight and not like some of the actual questionable things that Bo Burnham had done in his past career as a comedian on the internet. So it, it, it's purposefully overkill on the really trivial stuff that people don't actually care about and not talking about any of the not fun stuff. And like, at first I might see that as like, oh, then it's like a really shallow song, but I think it's purposeful because of the chorus and of like the visuals of the actual like music video itself. So the pre-chorus is like, times are changing and I'm getting old. Are you going to hold me accountable? My bed is empty and I'm getting cold. Isn't anybody going to hold me accountable? Uh. <laughs> so like the song itself is like an 80s workout jam and Bo was like sweaty and like almost shot seductively like he's getting off on the shame of flaying himself out for the public and it's less like man I should be held accountable for my actions and we're like oh yeah baby hold me accountable harder I love shame so Jenna's strategy only works because it gives off the appearance of sincerity whether or not she is sincere in it it's kind of up to your interpretation of it i like to believe that she is because mm -hmm. i like jenna marbles and everyone likes jenna marbles and so i like to believe that she was genuine in her initial apology but it gives off that appearance as well even if you don't believe it she was really good at portraying sincerity but if everyone did that just go in front of a camera with like a bare face and be like i don't deserve your forgiveness i know i'm the worst person ever please don't forgive me that can also seem pretty pretty hollow and cringy like you giving yourself lashings in public is the same as apologizing and seeking forgiveness mm -hmm. because it, then it's not even seeking forgiveness it's seeking penance like maybe if i jump off this bridge my ex who i cheated on yeah. will forgive me and then we'll get back together see what you've done i'm laying in the road i'm so depressed uh -huh. i'm cutting myself it's like get up this isn't making me want to forgive you this is making me like pity you yeah that's not the same thing all that to say that some parts of the internet are still looking for that when a celebrity reaches us like reaches a scandal like they want to see these privileged rich people get theirs they want mm -hmm. to see them at their lowest they want to see them suffer it's jealousy and that's fine like sometimes just posting like a notes app statement or making a response video to a scandal isn't enough sometimes people want to see tears and snot and the schadenfreude of you losing subscribers and of you losing your brand deals apologies sometimes need to be you losing something because people want punishment when people do bad things like you do a crime you should do time and if you can't do time then like what just saying like a legally sound statement on instagram should be enough for nothing to happen to you mm -hmm. not always right so like after the internet thinks that you got your punishment and if you're able to make the right moves again you can be back to where you were before taylor swift is actually kind of a good example of this she got in the whole like kim kanye beef thing of like oh my god was that also 2016 no way no that might have been 2015 no. it's 2017 that had to be way early. That was like 20, like 10 or something. What are you talking? The the VMAs thing was 2009, but the yeah. snake thing was later. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, what that caused was later. reputation in the first place. Yeah. That was later. Um, But yeah, like after she like went into hiding and like her subscribers went down and her music stopped. And so like people were like, oh, finally, like Taylor Swift has been annoying us for a decade. Like finally she got hers and after it kind of felt like she got enough penance and, mm -hmm. you know, responsibility was done. And then she started making like really good calculated business moves. And now she's like the fucking greatest thing ever because the internet thought was like, oh, she's punished enough. And it helps that like eventually receipts came out and they're like, oh, wait, oh, you mean Kanye West was wrong? <laughs> Who could have foreseen this? But 
sometimes you can't apology your way out of a scandal. Like sometimes you just truly have stepped in it too much and there's just no going back. And at that point, you rebrand. Mm-hmm. You embrace it. You just go fucking full hog and make it your new thing. It's like those kids who were bullied for something and then they like embrace it and it's no longer fun. They're like, I can't bully you. Yeah. You're like into it. Like where's the fun in it for me? Taylor Swift is a good example of this, too, <laughs> where she was like, fine, y'all are going to call me a snake rather than fight it. I'm going to embrace this new identity of being like a snake and a, seduct- a seductress and mm-hmm. and it, I'll, I'm a I'm a bad girl. And I'm like, you're not. But I appreciate that you're like trying your best to like roll with the tide instead of being like, no, guys, please. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not like this. It is notable that after the kind of truth came out that she wasn't kind of using white victimhood and white tears to take down Kanye West that she immediately ditched the reputation persona and went back to like pastels and butterflies and glitter which is her and I'm glad that she ended up doing that but also interesting to note um but Jeffree Star is again like a larger more fitting example of this um he's now like a conservative like he is yeah do you not know yeah I I do my absolute best and hardest to never have to interact with any Jeffree Star content mm-hmm. that I have not one clue what he is up to. So he's left the makeup world. Okay. He now... I know he's a yak farm? He's a yak farm in Wyoming. He okay. sells yak meat, is pro-gun, has a gun, and now is invited on Joe Rogan and other conservative talk shows talking about how trans people don't deserve rights. And that you can't be they, them. They, them makes no sense. He's essentially, he's trying to be like the new, like, Caitlyn Jenner. Oh. He's trying to like fill that void of being like, or like yeah. Blair White of being yeah. like a good one. So that way they can be like, no, no, I'm not like anti gay. I listen to Jeffree Star sometimes. He keeps it real. Yeah, yeah. So that's him. He's like just full on like, because they're not going to cancel him for yeah. saying some yeah. weird fucked up shit. Um, Onision is <laughs> like the monster himself. Who's is- that? Oh my god, he was one of like the the OG OG YouTubers like of the Shane Dawson like 2007 era okay. who's like the ultimate like I think he's like actively groomed and sexually abused like all of his girlfriends. And now he's like like has merch that says like triggered question mark. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's him or like you know other influencers who have like kind of gone through the 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 cancel culture machine are now like this is why the dangers of cancel culture they tried to take everything from Mm -hmm. me and now i'm going to be on podcasts talking about the dangers of the left um yeah because you know don't you know who doesn't care about things that warrant apology videos conservatives republicans trump supporters people who actually seek out those that like more liberal or left-leaning people have discarded because if the left doesn't like you I like like you too. That's we have a yeah. common enemy. Yeah, they'll you're buy, doing something right. They'll buy merch to like trigger people on purpose. They'll put your face on a T-shirt with like a sassy slogan referencing your scandal. They'll revel in it. Mm-hmm. And that and that's the if you failed, if you failed to get the public back on your side, you can just like rebrand as like a whatever, and you can get you know invited on Ben Shapiro's like podcast, and you can be a part of like the Daily Wire's like new Snow White reboot. And <laughs> if you're fired from Star Wars for daring to be racist as fuck. You can be invited on the Daily Wire's movie channel. (laughs) What a future you have in show business. And kind of want to, that's kind of the end of like how celebrities can apologize on like a massive scale and like the difference between like apologies. Because again, apology, apology, oh my God, I'm, whatever. Everything I've just been talking about, you take notes. They address the accusation and sincere apology addresses those making the accusation. So, like, they don't attack the accusation themselves. They go to the person directly to try to mend and, like, make amends Mm -hmm. because they care about mending that. They care about mending that social rift. They care about maintaining that relationship. Yeah. But addressing the accusation itself is when it veers more into, like, an apology for selfish reasons. And it doesn't really even count as an apology at that point. And when you're, like, find yourself famous enough to become a brand, you kind of can't apologize like a person. You kind of have to apologize like a company or a corporate. Yeah. But yeah, the big question, though, is and this isn't something that I don't even have Rick really the answers to. It's just kind of something that I am kind of thinking in, on in my in my brain is when and how does forgiveness come about after a scandal like this? Because like every time like a celebrity or a public figure fucks up and like they make their apology video, their fans instantly go like, well, 
there's that. They apologized to everyone. Back to business. What do you want from them? They said they were sorry. And then people in the comments are like, it's not a, it's not up for us to decide if they're forgiven, right? Don't mm-hmm. speak over the people that they've hurt. Which, like, on paper, yes. Yes, if your favorite influencer said some bullshit about, like, Jewish people, you don't get to say when or if they've been forgiven since you aren't the demographic that's been affected by their actions. Here's the one problem with that, though. Um... This isn't a personal apology between two people or three people or friends or acquaintances. This is to the masses. So when exactly would they be forgiven or not? Like, take that example. There is no Jewish collective that decides whether or not someone is forgiven or not. Like, it's person to person. But then what? Do we just tally up every Jewish person and ask them if this influencer should be let back in and, like, get a platform again? So it's like the responsibility of forgiveness gets shuffled off to, like, this hypothetical void yeah. Of like, oh, this person said something really shitty about like this minority group. Well, okay, I don't want to talk over the actual minority voices, so I'm going to let them decide if they should be forgiven or not. And then it's like, what? How would? How are you to calculate that? It's now on them. It's like their responsibility to like make a giant like statement personally. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, it's this void of like not really having an answer then because it kind of just gets shuffled off of like, well, hope that apology gets taken well. And then time passes. And then it's like people are slowly peeking out from underneath rocks being like, did they, mm-hmm. did that work? Like, I feel like, and I, I don't even know if this is a good, like, answer. I I mean, there, there's really no answer. I feel like it's kind of up to, like, an individual level of, like, whether, I think, yes, obviously, listen to the people who it effects but also like again there's no like collective that you can really like respond to or listen to um but i also feel like i i I don't know because sometimes well it's like sometimes people are just really good at acting but also i really do feel like you can tell a lot of times when people are truly regretful and when they truly have learned from what they've made and when they like and and i i I really believe that you can tell the difference between that and between an apology video that's very, like, I'm just doing this because everyone hates me mm-hmm. and, like, I just want to fix my public image or whatever. Um, I don't know. I, I, I think it's I think it's kind of up to you on an individual level. It's, yeah. like, if you care enough about that person, if that person has had, like, enough of an impact on your life or whatever where you like really want to include them or like continue to include them in your life then that's up to you but also if other people don't and if other people have like publicly voiced that like they don't accept that apology and they don't then like you kind of have to deal with the like moral reckoning of that So it's like, I don't know. I don't think it's really up to any collective or up to any, you know, the the media can't or the <laughs> the world can't like all collectively forgive someone. Like their, their, their like card goes from like red to green. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, I feel like it's kind of up to you to be like, does this align with my morals? Is this someone who like, I'm okay with people identifying me with, you know, if mm-hmm. I, if I continue to support them um, and do you truly feel like they have earned the platform that they have? Yeah. 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 Thank you. Especially this, this comes with stands too, where it's like genuinely, like I know there are certain people where like, listen, if you still support so-and-so, if you still support JK Rowling, I am going to hate you. I'm sorry. There's just no excuse for it. There really isn't. Same with Kanye. Well, but that's the thing though. It's like those people, (laughs) that's true, (laughs) but it's like, those people who support those type of people it's like okay that tells me what i need to know about you yeah you know it's like that's on you and 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 if and if you're going to be that person who forgives those types of people then you also have to deal with the consequences of like people might not fuck with you anymore <laughs> because you're yeah. like su- actively supporting people who like inflict harm on others yeah and it's like if you're going to choose to stand someone like aren't you tired of always having to be on the defensive yeah like it's okay like listen Listen, no one is perfect. And I feel like that's also a part of a lot of the celebrity videos. They're like, guys, I'm not perfect. I'm only human. I am learning every day just like you guys. But if you are famous for a long period of time, you are going to fuck up, especially because the the standards that we put our celebrities on are, again, pretty high. And the past always comes back to bite people in the ass. 
regardless and even like so, like social standards are ever or like are ever changing what was okay on the internet even like five years ago is kind of questionable now and i'm sure a lot of the stuff that we do now is gonna be questionable in five years from now how a lot of people reacted to the fucking johnny depp defamation trial is gonna come back to bite them in the ass hard hard in like four years mm-hmm. if it hasn't already um but that just that being said a lot of people in public circles are going to fuck up and it's just kind of up to you to be like there's never going to be a celebrity that doesn't have a controversy at least at least a small one right and so it's kind of up to you to be like how if they keep racking up scandals how much of it is a drag for you to constantly have to be on the defensive about your favorites, you know? Yeah. Wouldn't it just be easier and more enjoyable for everyone to just be like, oh, well, this person's gotten, like, maybe three too many scandals for me to just willfully, with my chest, say that I like them. And I listen to them, I watch their stuff, I, like, consume their content, I wear their merch. Blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Individualism. Have shame. <laughs> <laughs> Have shame, be individuals, that's the American way. <laughs> so true so true well that's it for me if you're watching this video i'm sorry it's dark um daylight savings time really made us forget that oh my god oh my god it's dark now it's 5 p.m it's quite do you know where your children are (laughs) full circle um well i have to pee very badly you would (laughs) i drink have two drinks i drink two beverages without a pee break in between of course i would without a pee break break. um but thank you guys so much for listening we hope you enjoyed this insightful skylar episode (laughs) as always um we are available on spotify apple Podcasts, and youtube thanks bye